With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blade, episode 111. I am your co-host, Chad Dedemenesis, and I am joined tonight by Mr. Bill Shockey. The OG Beyond the Blade crew back together, just the two of us, <laughs> has been this way for a while, so it's kind of kind of nice to get the, the old crew back together, I guess you could say. I know, the Sabres just had 79. It's like our little throwback, right? <laughs> right, exactly. It, unfortunately, the sad thing here is this podcast is going to sound a lot like the ones we did together. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true throwback. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I didn't actually mean for him to lose both games when I said <laughs> right. we, can't, we can't be mad. Yeah, I, I kind of ended last week saying, like, you know, I don't know. We haven't, like, it was the end of the beginning. Right? So we haven't had one of those podcasts where they lose three in a row or something like that or. Here we are losing a four or five here going to Sweden. So it's, um, I don't, it's, I'm not saying like it's doom and gloom or anything around here, but it, it's a little, I guess you could say, uh Oh, status right now. Like mm-hmm. old boy status. Yeah. The warning lights are starting to flash. And after losses, like uh, the Islanders uh, last night, I think fans are starting to go after each other already. So yeah. It's Look, I mean, yeah. I mean, the Islanders game, you know, the Islanders are stupid. They ruin hockey. So, I'm not going to be super eaten up by that one, but I think it's a two before that, though. I mean, yeah. you didn't you got boat raced by the Capitals in the first period, or well, at least for five minutes of the first period. And then I thought they played well in the first period, but the odd thing is, like, like you're supposed to get better when you're down by a lot. Like, you're supposed to, like, control play, and I feel like they got worse as the game went on, which is yep. interesting, but okay. And then... It's like they played well, got smacked, couldn't get off the mat. Right, Exactly. And then I will say real quick that four yeah. by, for that four on one was maybe one of the most perfect four on ones I've ever seen. Oh, it was. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I mean, I mean, I think it was just a line and help by you know sliding perfectly out of the play and doing literally <laughs> nothing to help. But yeah, that was really that was well executed. That was a good job on their part. And then the Arizona game, I don't. Know, I feel like for the majority of it, they were outplayed. You know, I mean, they got that two nothing lead early, so I guess the first ten minutes, of the first period, they played well. And then I think Arizona kind of took it to them the rest of the game and then the Blues in a shootout. So 
you know, it is, it is what it is, you know, and the game before that you get a two nothing victory in Detroit because Detroit's terrible, but then you get smacked by the Rangers who are arguably the worst team in the league around with Ottawa right now. So it's, and it's, I don't know. It's like I said, I I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to say like that the, the sky is falling by any means, but you know, we all expected, you know, even when Anthony was on, we talked about this too, that eventually you're going to have some regression. You're going to come back to the pack because they're not the best team in the league. So mm. let's not pretend that they're going to come back a little bit here, but you know, for those people who are, didn't want to buy in, they were super itchy about, you know, last year and this being a similar thing, you know, it's, they're probably not feeling too great right now. No. And I mean, I, and let's just double check. I mean, we're not seeing as bad as numbers as we saw during the no. 10 game win streak last no. year. So it's not right. like it's, I, I'd expect them to still bounce back again here. Right. So, um, yeah, like you said, I'm, it's, it's a little cause for concern, but I don't think it's doom and gloom yet. And you've got such a long stretch in between these two games here and then getting back into it. So, uh, I guess maybe, maybe, a, I don't want to say a good thing, but maybe a good thing. Uh, you kind of get these losses out here and, uh, go on a nice long road trip. Right. Hopefully do well on the road trip. And then you got, you know, a couple more days. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're not, I mean, there's some things I'm going to bring up here that are concerning that we're going to talk about here shortly, but we're not running around, sprinting around, ringing alarm bells over the place. But I think if you lose both games in Sweden, then maybe next Sunday might be a different story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll get into it when we kind of get into the Swedish road trip, but uh, yeah, you just, you, another thing, you just cannot let Tampa get off the mat here. Well, that's uh, right. That's that too, right? You don't want them to get, it would be a, going here, yeah. Yep, it would be definitely a, a double-edged sword, I guess, if uh, you lose both, because not only do you lose them, but then Tampa's breathing down your neck, and that's probably the last team you want doing that. Right, right. So, I guess a few things we're gonna we're gonna kind of touch on a little bit, you know, and I guess stay in one kind of centralized area here. So there's a there's a few things I want to bring up in the numbers that I want to talk about uh, specifically with generating offense. Um, that's concerning. It was concerning last season. Uh, it wasn't concerning at the beginning of the year, but now it's trending terribly in the wrong direction. And then we're going to talk about, like you said, Bill said the trip here. We're going to look at some future games. Uh, and then, of course, we have some fan questions here that we're going to get to at the end. But I, I think you said there was, a, there was a question you wanted to bring up right in the beginning here to kind of set the tone for us. Oh, yeah, that's right. You said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said that you expected to – what was it? You're going to try to not make everyone sad today. Uh, as they listen, but no promises. And, and Kobe said, what if I'm already sad before I listen? <laughs> so, uh, and I'll do my best, I guess, to emphasize the part that you shouldn't be too sad about, right? I guess that's what we can do. And I'll try and help too, right before the trip. But uh, like you said, if they lose the two on the trip, then... Uh, you're, you're, uh, you're jumping off the be. boat, right? Those are you jumping off the optimism help. boat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... I guess we'll kind of start with the scoring chances thing. Cause I, I think that's kind of the biggest issue. And I think it ties into a lot of things, you know, it goes into um, the lines. It, it goes into the forwards. Uh, it goes into a few players specifically. So I, I don't know. I, I guess let you, like, what, do you, what do you want here? Do you want me to go with the reason to be optimistic first? Or am I save that for after this? Uh, I guess let's keep it rolling. You can go with the, uh, the pessimism first and then we'll roll into the optimism. All right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So it's, here's the thing it's you know if you follow me or listen to me on this podcast i've talked numerous times about how i'm a big uh shot quality over quantity guy right i'm a big proponent in believing that you know you need to 
generate quality scoring chances to be considered a legitimate team in this league. Now, I guess you didn't like the Islanders game, then. Well, no, but <laughs> I mean, I could give that game a pass if that was the only game, but it wasn't. You know, it was the, the four or five games before that, right? Yeah. Right. So, you know, it, it's you can be a playoff team and not generate a lot of offense. You know, it's I, I went back and looked briefly. I think it's like three or four teams every year make the playoffs that are not in the top 15 and like expected goals for and generating offense. It's not ideal, but you can do it. You know, if, if you, if you play a certain way and I, I think the Sabres maybe trying are trying to play a certain way. Uh, I, I think realistically, I, I think if you ask Kruger kind of maybe off the record or straight up, if he would want to kind of emulate the owners, I think the answer would be yes. I, I think he, and we're kind of, see, kind of seeing that he, he we're trying to get, low event hockey here. So play a nice clean defensive game, score on the opportunities you have and see how it goes. Now to start the season, they were doing that and they were capitalizing on their opportunities. The shooting percentage was, you know, pretty high and, and they were, they, didn't, they weren't generating a ton, but they were generating more than now, but they were capitalizing. Well, that's gone away. And with that going away, the defensive coverage has returned to like, How's the era type stuff, you know, not the Islanders games, but the ones before that. So it's, mm-hmm. they, it's not ideal. And realistically, I don't think the Sabres have the horses to even kind of play that style. I mean, when you have Ristolan and Jake McCabe playing the most in your defensive pair, and you have Darlene who struggled uh, recently defensively, uh, you have Brandon Mytour, who's like Mr. High Event Hockey, and then Yokihara, who's 20, and Scandella, when he's healthy, can kind of be wishy-washy defensively. And even Colin Miller is like, not the greatest defensive defenseman in the league either. So it's, you know, I, I understand the talent efficiency that you want to try to generate that team offense, but I don't think they have the horses to do that. Nor do I think right now they have the horses to just say, let's just go and try to create as much offense as we can. Cause I don't, I don't think they have that either. So it's, they're kind of in a weird spot right now. So it's kind of bringing it back to the offense at five on five. It's, it, it's really the last week or two where it's kind of really, Started to trend downhill, I guess you could say. Uh, you know, I mean, looking at it right now, they are where are we? 2.09 expected goals for percentage for 60. That's 23rd in the league at five on five. Score and venue adjusted. So right now they're sitting at 23rd. Last year, don't those first like I don't know, like first few weeks of the season still hasn't been corrected yet in the system. So that so just compare the where they are in the standings, not the actual numbers. But last year they were. The 2.20 expected goals for per 60 at five on five. That was 28th in the league. So they're a little bit better than last year in terms of where they are among the league with those games not being corrected yet. So when that's corrected, they'll probably go up, but so with the rest of the teams. But still, I mean, sitting 23rd is less than ideal. Your goals for per 60, they're sitting 20th right now with 2.33 at five on five. Last year, they were 2.27. They were 21st in the league. So they're like in the same spot, basically, as they were last year. Like I said, the shooting percentage has come down. They're 7.9% right now. So that's, again, at 5-on-5, that's 20th in the league. Last year, they were at 7.21, which was 27. So it's it's a lot of – you're not generating offense, and your shooting percentage is coming back down from when it was coming high. It started high. Not crazy high, but, you know, you were capitalizing on those opportunities, like I mentioned, and – you know, your, your shooting percentage is coming down. You're not generating the offense. And it's, it's, it's signs for concern. You know, it's because, like I said, I don't think they have the horses to kind of play that style defensively. 
to lock it down consistently. Can they do it for a few games for a couple of weeks? Sure. But I think the way the team is structured right now, just it isn't going to work long term. So I, I don't know. I mean, it, the funny part is we talked about this before the podcast started. You know, let's jump in here a little bit. Is a lot of this is concerns we brought up, you know, on that podcast. We were so pessimistic before the season started. You don't have enough scoring. You really don't have enough to generate offense. Chris Lyon's going to play huge minutes. And while he started good, that pair has regressed significantly. You know, I mean, it's the passing in general has been pretty poor the last few games, but that pair really cannot make a, a breakout pass. Like, it's pretty brutal now. So it's, you know, it, Vlad Savoker really isn't good we're seeing. You know, it, it's been confirmed. Uh, he finally got pulled off of Skinner Johansson's line, but that really didn't help that line. And you're just, there's not, the secondary scoring is not there. Jimmy Vc, you traded for, has no goals in 12 games. They put him with Eichel. He was supposed to be a problem defensively. Right, right. <laughs> and I, I, think, I don't think he's been that bad defensively, if I'm being honest, but he's not scoring. So it's like, right. I don't know. I'd rather take the guy who scores and deal with the defensive issues. Like, where did that guy go? So it's, they put him with Eichel last game. I don't think that went very well. I, I think we're at a stage now where, like, you just, look, and th- this is where the optimism part comes in here, right, a little bit. And then I'll I promise I'll let you get in here. Is, no, it's fine. You know, they have one goal at even strength from players not named Eichel, Reinhardt, and Skinner in the last six games. And that was Vladimir Saboka. So, talking about forward, I should say. So, I mean, they have um, a Scandella goal in there and a McCabe goal and Yoki Haru goal. So, they have a couple defensive goals. But from forward, the last six games at even strength, they're not getting scoring unless it's those big three again. You know, it's, it's we're seeing, again, the big three carrying the offense when it's going. But Skinner has played well. But I think Eichel and Reinhardt, for the most part, at five and five have struggled this year. So, and you can throw Darlene in that too. So, really, your three of your four "quote unquote" horses, you could say, have struggled offensively. And you're what nine four and two now, or whatever nine four and three, whatever they are. So, right. So you have a decent record while your horses are kind of struggling. But it's the things around that I think they're concerning parts. So. Maybe once they get going more at even strength, that will bring the team up. And then you can kind of hope that the rest of the roster kind of, in a way, starts to come with it. Um, maybe VC scores some goals. Maybe that fourth line that's generating a ton of offense finds the back of the net because <laughs> they're doing their job. When they're on the ice, they're having the puck in the opponent's zone. They're, just, they're not scoring goals. And it, it, it's hard to blame them for that because that's kind of not the players they are. But eventually, I think you kind of want to see some offense churn out there. So. Yeah, they, they, I, I said there's there's some concerning things here, but your big guys aren't playing well. I think it's time to put Skinner back with Eichel, get Reinhardt off that line, let him touch the puck more in a different line. I think that's kind of when he plays his best, when he has the puck on his stick. And Eichel is kind of the puck carrier in that line. I think that might be hurting Reinhardt too. So make that change. We're 15 games into the season. Like You kind of have a whole week of practice here in Sweden. Like, I think you got to go back to it. I think you got to put Skinner back there. He really hasn't done a lot with Johansson the last few games, so don't be afraid to back that up and see if maybe you can do Olsson and Reinhardt. You know they've played decent together in their past, and throw Johansson and see how that goes. So that's my pessimism with a little bit of optimism built in there that your horses aren't going well. But you know, I'll kind of I'll kind of let you go a little bit here so I can catch my breath. I mean, that's a good thing though, right? Because I, I I don't think anybody out there would expect that. You know, your Reinhardt, your Eichel, your Darlene are going to struggle five and five for the entirety of the season. Right, right. I guess <clears throat> I just wonder how 
we, we saw our first kind of rut here, right, in the season. And instead of kind of making that change of Skinner with Eichel, uh, bringing Reinhardt down, he kind of just flip-flopped uh, VC Saboka, Olofsson. Um, so I guess how realistic do you think it is to throw 53 up there? I just wonder, I don't, I don't know if he does this trip. I think maybe eventually he finds his way there. Um, I think it's the right thing to do. I, I wonder, cause I think it'll be really interesting to the playmaker ability we've seen out of Johansson so far this season, uh, kind of what him and Reinhardt can do together. I think it, mm-hmm. it, it could be something special. I, I think you're right though. That fourth line, I just, I don't think you can expect kind of any sort of, you know, huge production all of a sudden. Right. Because uh, they're kind of doing everything they should be doing and, and doing it very well at this point. Uh, so, I, I mean, maybe a couple here and there, but it, like you said, it's, it's just not the players they are. They always seem just kind of like a step or two behind where they need to be or they're on the wrong side of, you know, they got on the backhand or anything on the forehand or they're just, right. you know, so look, the one, other way. One, one went off a guy's skate. Yay, goal. Like, <laughs> pretty, pretty, Yeah, right. Like pretty much. It's, it's just, it's who they are. And, and yeah. to, to your point, you, you can't expect anything different really. Um, I, I think you have the third line going for a little bit, but I mean, that's going to be the one that I, I think if you can start to figure out, but then throwing Saboka back oh, on Saboka there. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's that was the thing, best part right? of the first period, right? Like when he made that, you know, coming down <laughs> in the first period, middle side gets in the middle. He's like, oh, I got this backhand spinorama into the corner. Like, <laughs> thanks, guy. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's it's the weird thing with this season, right? We wanted a little bit more of the soft season, and, and I think you have, and I brought this up before we started, you have decent pairings. Like you have your whatever you want, Eichel Reinhardt or Eichel Skinner. Then you have your opposite with Johansson. You've got your Shiri Middlestad, uh, and then you got your fourth line. I, I think it's just you have those Saboka, Olofsson, BC. All three are just – they're kind of weighing their each each line down five and five, right? It's screaming, so it's, like we said, you need a top six forward <laughs> badly. Yeah, it's just badly. It's that, it's that hole, and it, you're sitting with extra defensemen to it. It's kind of just like the the screaming at this point. It doesn't necessarily. Obviously, you want the best return uh, for the best value, but you, you got to do something to kind of help um, the, those forward ranks. Because I think you're right. I think the way this lineup is. You can expect your top guys to turn around. They can start to play better five on five, and, and you'll see them kind of come back up here. But if you're really going to be making that push this season, I think you really need that one more guy in the forward ranks to be able to, you know, find the back of the net against an Islander team that's just going to get that one fluky goal and then shut it down for the rest of the game and say, okay, we got four back, beat us. Um, it's it, like it's just that one piece, and it's it's it seems easy enough to. To do it i guess it's still early enough in the season though where maybe you're not see, you're not going to see that move yet and uh it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting it's tough to figure out like i said that that one player on each line like how are you going to change that around to kind of to boost your five and five I, I think the eichel with skinner thing helps uh and then the other ones they can get going i you know i'd always kind of interesting what do you think like reinhardt with middle set too yeah i thought about that today actually like maybe because he's looked good he has think, like, like playmaking. Like, I think I know Johansson's played well just second line center. Like, do you maybe like try to, I don't know, in a, in a way promote middle stat and see like throw him with again, throw him with Sherry and Reinhardt. See how that goes. Like, so, ideally, it should be a good line, right? You throw and then see how that goes. And then you know Johansson is with <laughs> and then 
for Johansson, I could have Johansson carry around Olsen, who's not that great at five on five, and then the anchor and Saboka. So we're back here again, like ah, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? I don't know. It, it, it's the interesting thing is, and you know, it be beyond like watching the team how they do is, what is Jason Botterill going to do if this turns into five of six, seven of eight, ten of fifteen? You've lost. Like, <clears throat> are we going to? Are we going to just in a city here again and go, hopefully they'll get it together. We'll just wait and wait and wait and wait. Or like, it, uh, is Tage Thompson going to become, I think Anthony said that at one point, the break class in case of emergency situation earlier. If he's playing pretty well in Rochester, do you go there? Do you really like, okay, geez, I really got to make a trade. When you have all 19 of your defensemen healthy, like do you really finally just make that move and try to get a forward? So it's, you know, beyond watching the team, how they kind of react here, I, I think it's keeping an eye on what Bottle is going to do. I mean, because we all cameraed on Bottle last year for just letting the ship go down and really not doing anything to help it. So, so. right. <clears throat> but exactly. to your point, if that happens again, yeah, I mean, it's, I think the clamoring is going to be quick and I think it's going to be pretty harsh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I cringe as you kind of got up there with. <laughs> Eight of ten, ten of fifteen. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> it better not. I don't like, think it will. Yeah, but. yeah, I don't think so either. But like, still, like let, let's say, let's right. Say, I think ten of fifteen could be maybe real. Like ten of seventeen or something like that. You know, we're like you're losing a handful of games here. You're still not generating a lot of offense. Nobody's helping your big dogs score. Like I, I don't. It, it, when it becomes more and more blatantly obvious here, when teams start to figure out who you are, start to figure out how to play against you, how to beat you. Like, what are you going to do to change it? Because a, a lot of the issues, you know, to kind of, I guess, end this conversation and wrap it in a bow is a lot of the issues that we came into the summer with needing to improve your scoring kind of remains. And mm-hmm. it's going again in the numbers. You're still not generating enough offense at five on five. You've improved your defense. You've improved your puck movers, which was helping until for some reason the passing really has gotten ugly the last few games. So, but. Again, some of these players like Yuki Haru and Dalene and getting Montour back kind of help. So that is what it is. I don't think McCabe and Rissland are ever going to get better than that, but they're never not going to play 25 minutes a night, apparently. So that is what it is. But it, it, it that'll improve, I guess. That'll, then that could help the transition offense. You know, I, I think they're a better – I think they're a better transition team attacking on the rush than establishing zone time and kind of working that way. So I, I think that that passing kind of – is important because you know that that leads their offense if you will you know i think that kind of when that's off in the last few games their offense is going to be off so they need to get that back on track get that going and hope that dalene and montour can kind of you know be that pair they want them to be and then maybe that starts to drag down the minutes of mccabe and risalina like that i think that's kind of what you have to hope for and then Having them on the ice less will maybe help them. Or, you know, Larry Pilot is with the Sabres in Sweden. <laughs> when you, you never know. I, mean, I, I think you can make a pretty good argument that Jake McCabe has been their worst defenseman all year long. So even with how bad Dallin's played, I think it's easily still Jake McCabe. So, but he's wearing a letter. He has a new contract, so I'm sure he's not coming out. But you know, if Wolf Kruger wants to throw Pilot in there with Lyon for a game, I'm not opposed to it. You know, maybe you know, give that a ride in Sweden, see how that goes for you. But it's. Yeah, it's it, it just for me. I'm for me. I'm never gonna buy into this team being. It, it's just me. I'm not gonna buy into them being any type of playoff contender unless I see some 
improvement in them generating more offense at even strength. Your power play can only carry you so far. You know, I mean, it, it'll help you get close. It'll help you boost and kind of be in the conversation. But I, I just don't think you're going to be over the top because at the end of the day, I just don't think you're good enough defensively to outperform how little you generate offensively. I mean, besides, well, never mind. I was going to say besides those top two being your, you know, top time on ice fours, I think you're almost to the point where you have the 6D you like. Um, right. But to your point, if they're still playing 25, the top top two guys. I don't think necessarily it's going to matter as much. Um, and John Gilmer's played well when he was in there too. He did. And I, I mean, credit, I thought Montar, I missed his skating, right? He looked yeah. really good, I thought. Uh, Perry General looked good. I mean, Darlene played his best game in weeks at the Islanders. I thought he was down low, generating offense. He was creating opportunities. So, you know, hopefully that that keeps going. Maybe this Sweden trip kind of gives him a boost. You know, he plays well in front of his home town or home country fans, I guess you could say, and maybe that kind of helps him. And maybe it also takes some pressure off too. That I, I think Hannah kind of mentioned last week about the whole Sweden trip. So maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that kind of helps him too. Yeah, maybe back of the mind the first however many games we played here do you think do you think pilot gets a, a crack at one of the two at least no absolutely not not, not a chance <laughs> I, would like I would love it, it but I don't think so I just I would I would be stunned I guess you could unless somebody gets hurt obviously but I mean if, if McCabe gets hurt which you know it could happen you never know um you know I, I think that maybe it's possible maybe he jumps in over Gilmore because it's in Sweden you know I would hope so right he's there why not you know right but no, unless it's an injury, I, I don't. I don't think so. Which is unfortunate because you know I think that could. And I think in a way, right now, if they're not going to move Ristolainen because he's happy, which is silly, whatever, then you know, then I guess that's maybe the best lineup you can kind of put out there right now. Yep. So beyond yeah. Sweden, well, actually, here yeah. real quick, go ahead. Uh, before we hop over Sweden, let me jump into a little bit more potential optimism. Um, Tampa's been struggling, man. So I kind of looked up. You obviously got a game <clears throat> two o'clock Friday, one o'clock Saturday, which is kind of weird, but kind of cool on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, their last five, they're two, two, and one. They lost. So I'm going in most recent to uh, furthest away from today. They lost five, two to the Islanders. They beat the Devils seven to six, lost four, one to the Rangers, lost in overtime to Nashville three, two, and beat Pittsburgh three, two. Given up 15 goals in their last three games, and Vasilevsky is five and four with a three one two and a nine oh four. Yeah, I'll say Vasilevsky um, hasn't played very well. He hasn't. So I, I think kind of your don't let him get on track in Sweden. Exactly. You're, you're only yeah. going to see him one game because he's not going to play both. But of course, on track. But yeah, I mean, unfortunately for the Sabers, Hedman looks like he will be back for at least one, if not both. Um, but kind of like you said that the Sabres are struggling to score right now and, and Tampa's kind of struggling to keep the puck out of their net. So if you can, don't, like you said, don't let them get off the mat, kind of keep them down at least for these next two games. Um, there's kind of your optimism for, for at least this weekend. <laughs> they haven't been good. So you yeah. got to make sure you get, you know, three out of four points or something like that. Right. And then, like you said, ideal. don't, don't let them start to build confidence. I mean, they're going to have had, they haven't had been in a couple of games. They're going to have him back probably. At least for one of the two, probably both. So, you know, that's going to be huge. You know, they had certain Agnes a game. So, you know, they've had some injuries to deal with. Nothing crazy, but, I mean, the Hedman injury is kind of a big deal. No, but, you know, it's 
they're going to get going eventually because they're really good. Just <laughs> don't be the team that lets them get going, I guess you could say. You know, try, try to hit them when you're down and you know, try to get back on track before you come home. Because as I was saying, uh, I think we said like after 4-17, and 17, then it's 10 games in 17 days. And like I, I know Carolina's in there and there's some other ones, but you know they, they have some pretty good teams coming up here too, and they're gonna cram a lot of games here into a, a tight window because of this trip. Yep. Carolina, Ottawa, Chicago, Minnesota, Boston, Florida, Tampa, Calgary, and then a home and home against Toronto to end November. Like you said, ten and seventeen, it's tough. Yeah. And <laughs> it's funny, I mean, you come out of that stretch not winning a lot of games, you're gonna burn a good start to October and it's then then we're in December and we might be in full panic mode if, you know, only what pick up five or six of those, you know, so it's, we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. That's not, that's no sad. Let's not panic yet. Let's relax. You know, if they lose both games against Tampa Bay, then maybe next week might be a little bit of a different tone. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think, I, I think there's reason and understanding if you're going to be concerned there's some things that are concerning, but I, I still don't think there's any reason to, be, there's no, oh, I'm trying to word this properly. There's, <laughs> there's no reason this team still can't be a playoff team or at least compete for it. Even with the inability to generate offense consistently, uh, even with the secondary scoring issues, I think they have enough talent with this start. As long as things really don't go off the rails here, um, their goaltending really hasn't been that bad. I'm not going to blame Allmark at all for what happened in Washington. Mm-mm. Sure, I'm gonna I'm gonna get mad at Hutton for that goal again against the Islanders, but beyond that, he played well. So their goaltending is kind of hanging out for a month here. It's been pretty good, so that's kind of helping you stay afloat when your defense does break down. But you know, you just you, you got to get some things. You got to get Eichel going. You got to get Reinhardt going. You got to get Dalene going at five on five, and you know may, maybe those guys can outperform some of the issues the rest of the lineup's gonna have, but. I think eventually they're going to need to address that situation at forward. It's just, is it going to be this season or is it going to be next summer when all the cap spaces are, I guess is kind of the real question here. And what does GM want to do if they're close for the playoffs? Does he want to go for it? Or is he just look at it like, eh, we'll see kind of how this lineup goes and I have cap space. So we're getting, we're getting really ahead of ourselves right now, but yeah, you know, interesting when that time comes, if they can stay afloat here. Yeah. I mean, definitely. <laughs> Now you got me thinking too far ahead, but I mean, <laughs> you better do something if they're close at the at the deadline. But I, I like you said, I, I think at this point it's it's kind of here we go, right? You had a good start to October. You were first in the NHL at one point. Now Boston's past you. It's how far does this team this year uh, let themselves fall, or do they kind of just correct the ship and, and hang out and at least one of the top three st- spots in the division uh, to round out November? And I I think that would obviously be a pretty big accomplishment to you know not fall into like a second wild card or even out that would be <laughs> then like you said we're hitting panic button yeah, but right. I, I think you you got you obviously have some time here you got two games and days here so i think you you enjoy the road trip like you said you got some good days of good practice uh right the ship here get three out of four in tampa and then kind of it's it's full going it's we find out kind of what this team is going to be here, um, and I think you'll find out pretty quickly with 10 games in 17 days in November. So it's funny. if uh, we're, we're not there yet, but we're almost there, Bill. Kind of the mantra after the winning streak last year was just don't suck, right? That That's kind of mm. – we're not there yet. 
I'm right. sounding like that, aren't I? <laughs> right. Yeah. So if you know they they have six to fifth eighty two minutes fifteen, doing some math on the air here. So they have six seven games left. So let's say they win thirty four of those, that would give them eighty eight points. So, you know, I mean, you're close. You're getting there. Like if you Not win half of those games, you know, you're at eighty eight. So pick up both. Pick up three out of four points. I say against Tampa Bay. I think that's a reasonable expectation and win a couple of games coming back. And, and then maybe we can get into just don't suck mode. That'd be kind of cool like, to get there again and see how that goes for, you know, a year or two here. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to, their backups, McElhaney, and he has not been good either. Right. That's a good one point. One and two, three, nine, three, eight, nine, nine, even worse. Yeah. Please score some goals this weekend. <laughs> yes. Yes. Vasuski's down. The backup is not good. Hadman probably isn't hundred percent healthy. Right. Take advantage. All right. So we're going to get our break in here. Uh, Take a quick break, 30-second break. We'll be back after that. Uh, And then, as usual, in the second half of the podcast here, we will kind of let the fan questions kind of drive the conversation. So you're listening to Beyond the Blade here on the SB Nation Podcast Network. We'll be back with you in 30 seconds. All right, welcome back to Beyond the Blade here. So, as we do per usual in the second half of the podcast, we're going to let the fan questions kind of direct our conversation after we kind of laid out our feelings where the team is currently in the first half. So, Mr. Shockey, I know we don't have as many as we usually have, but we still got Mm -hmm. some good ones in here. So, uh, let's let's start to hammer through these here. All righty. So, we kind of already talked. I mean, this was most of the beginning, but just in case you have anything left. Steven had, even with the recent trend downward, what progress have you seen in the team to give Sabres fans some optimism moving forward? Uh, I think it's kind of what I, you know, we laid out in the beginning, right? It's the the blue line, the passing, you know, I mean, besides the last few games, as we said, that's been improved. Uh, Johansson's played well as, as, as filling as a second line center. So that's gone better than you expected. Mm-hmm. Your goaltenders have played pretty well, right? So that's good. Um, they bought in the Kruger. That's good. Uh, I think he's kind of has his work ahead of him now. They've hit some adversity. Kind of let's see how that goes. But um, yeah, I mean, those are a few things here. You know, it's not nearly as nearly as doom and gloom as it was kind of last season. So I, I think even if they continue to kind of hit this rut here, although we keep saying that next week might be a different conversation, but uh, you know, it, there's certainly some things with their talent being improved and they're improving the blue line. I think that could definitely, you know, motor us towards some optimism here and there. Great. Yeah. I mean, it's basically right. It's right. The ship don't, don't lose these two. And cause I'm sure, I mean, like it or not, it's going to creep into the back of their heads too. Since a lot of right. these guys are the same as last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, so. they're all basically the same as last year, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hanson PC and that's about it. Yoki Haru. Yeah. Miller. Okay. So four. Olsen. Well, so there's a handful. But still, the, the main the main guys are still here. Yeah. So you mentioned Kruger. Let's go to Kip Faircloth. What do you guys think of Kruger's mixing the lines as they get rolled out lately? Uh, do you like him mixing them mid-game? Yeah, I actually really like that. And I, maybe he's returned to kind of referring to the situational aspect. And, you know, I, I kind of wanted to see what he did in the third period against Islanders, and, and that was kind of encouraging. Um 
you know, he, he put Shiri up there with Eichel for Eichel and Reinhardt for a shift. Uh, mm-hmm. He had Middlestad even go play the wing with Skinner and Johansson for a shift or two. So I like that. So he, he understands that he kind of, he didn't play Dalene amount to as much as I would have liked, but he still kind of rotated that in with Ristolainen and, and McCabe, although I think McCabe started to get worked out near the end for like Yogi Haru or Miller. So yeah, and that's the good thing. I, I think that's the encouraging part. Maybe he didn't really see it with Halsey last year. Is I think he understands how to utilize his talent on his team situationally. So realizing that they're down a goal and they need to create some sort of offense, he kind of mixes his lines. So, yeah, I mean, you don't have to be the coach that shuffles your lines for most of the game throughout the entire game or every other night. But don't be afraid to do it situationally, either defending a lead or trailing to get yourself back in the game. So it, it's good that he buys into that and does that because – I think that's encouraging. Once they do get some more talent, can be a real team, a real competitive team moving forward. That it's nice to know, know they have a coach that'll do that. I mean, we've seen them against Columbus. You know, we've seen them. We saw them throw five forwards out there and one defenseman. You know, when they were, when they pulled the goalie and they got that goal late. So we've seen him do something. We've seen him. We saw him throw three forwards out in overtime. So mm-hmm. you know, he has that in him. So that that's that's really encouraging. I kind of I really like that about him. Yeah, like I think it for me is just kind of. <laughs> kind of what we were messing around earlier is, is he, does he eventually just kind of tank a line five on five where he puts two of the guys that are dragging him down on one line and, and or does he, he just go screw, screw it? it? Let me just run Rodriguez for a few games over Saboka and see how that goes, even though Rodriguez hasn't nice. played that well. I don't know. Yeah. So I, like it's, it's, it's interesting because you, you basically you could replace three guys on each line five on five and, and the team would ideally be better, but. Yep. Kind of, he can't do that as a coach. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how he keeps going here. Uh, let's switch over to the defensive side. Actually, one more on the forward. G Man said, Chad, Chad, thoughts on bringing Tage up from Rochester? Seems like it's two years in a row where a younger player earned a spot out of camp. But to other contracts, a player not deserving was kept in instead. Is he crazy? Yeah, I, I just don't think that's happening yet. I just, I, I mean, I, everyone who asked me, I keep saying December. I think that's the earliest, and I mean that by the absolute earliest. I think you would see that, maybe even January. I, I just think Thompson's going well. Do I want to keep doing that? Uh, he's leading Rochester. He's scoring a lot. He's producing. He's getting confidence. He's playing better. He's using his body more. So he's learning a lot down there, which is good to see. Uh, I think they kind of want to at least see that for kind of half the season. And barring injuries, of course, um, I think they'll leave him down there until January or December. I mean, I agree he deserved a spot out of camp, but mm-hmm. you know, this is it is what it is. It's kind of how they're going about it. So, you know, just let him keep going, let him keep doing his thing, gain confidence, keep improving on things I'm gonna improve on, and then maybe in, you know, December, January we can kind of have this conversation again. So I think that's when it's kind of realistic. Yeah, I mean, at this I'd obviously love to see him get a crack at the lineup and just right. see what he can bring uh, to five on five and, and maybe even a, a shot on the second power play. But uh, to your point, I, just, I don't think it's anything that they're going to do anytime soon, kind of with how they're going right now. I, I think maybe, like you said, injury or if they start to fall off a cliff here and really need some kind of shot I mean, in the arm. It's caps. It's cap wise too, right? I mean, it's, you have Rodriguez and Spoke on the roster. I mean, you'd have to waive one of them. And if they don't get claimed, which I'm pretty sure Saboka won't, Rodriguez, you never know. But let's say he doesn't, like you still maintain, you know, part of their salary on your salary cap, even if they're in the minors. So that doesn't, you know, that, that doesn't really help the cap situation, I guess. They're in. I mean, they have some space now because they have Bogosian on long-term injury reserve, so it's not that big of a deal, but still that kind of all plays into it. 
something to keep in the back of the mind. So now we'll get over to the defense because I think the next three are the defense. Tim Nash, how does Dallin's sophomore slump compare to others? Is there any reason to be concerned? Yeah, I don't think there's a reason to be concerned. I think I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think Hedman kind of had like a similar struggle in year two. Uh, he still produced. He had the numbers there, but I think he, if I remember correctly, he had some issues too. So it's, you know, it's, it's not uncommon. You know, he's 19 years old. He's a different coach, a different style of coach asking him to do different things uh, to improve on his game. You know, he's, he's still that really good quarterback on that first power play unit. So that's good to see that he's still picking up his points there. And, and I, I think the, the, offense or the going back to the kind of player he was at five on five will come. Um, even though he's played better, especially against the Islanders, I, I still think there's that hesitation where he's just not picking up the puck and going, you know, you've seen him do a lot last year. He would take the puck low in the defensive zone. And he would just go all the way to the offensive zone, take it low, come back around. You really haven't seen that this year. And I don't know if that's, he's being coached or if it's a confidence thing, but you know, I, I kind of want to see that come back. Cause I, I think again, it goes back into the hesitation thing where he's not, He's not just quote unquote going, you know, and, and I kind of want to see him do that because I, I think that gets the defense off balance and, you know, can generate more offense for this team that needs it. So hopefully that comes back. And, and again, maybe this trip to Sweden kind of is coming at the right time and exactly what he needs. And we start to see that. I think he's going to want to try and pull off something crazy in Sweden. It, um, wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. To kind of get all the, you know, the media over there going, but, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, there, there's there's no reason for concern. I, I think, to you said, I, this, the skills are still all there. The the high end talent is there. It, it, it's just a you know a hesitation thing. He's he's still such a young kid. I, I think no matter what happens, yeah, mentally he'll get over it, uh, one way or another. Um, so it'll come. And like you said, he's he's still he's still putting up points. And even even the best defensemen, they're not going to be going at it you know, high clips that they're, they're throughout their entire career. You're going to have highs, you're going to have lows, and it's kind of just working out of this low to get back to where he was, um, you know, when he was at his height last season. And he'll get there. Just Rob. So we had a couple on the, the other side of the defense here, which I'm sure you'll <laughs> love. <clears throat> so I guess Risto is going to retire a saber, and we'll just have to come to terms with this <laughs> in our own individual ways. He said he'll briefly stare off into a void and sigh deeply during random quiet moments as, he imagines what it would be like if he played on another team. What would you do? It's it's funny. It's uh, I, I think it was, <laughs> I don't know if it was on Twitter, or like in, a, in a, a group chat or something, where you know we were the group of us, a couple people kind of talking about it, we're aligning, and you know we, we've seen it with you know Good Branson and a couple other right shot defensemen that were moved uh, even recently. You know Justin Falk's another one. Where this league, these general managers have a tendency to overvalue right shot defensemen. Uh, what will probably happen with Risto Linen is right when general managers realize these big right shot defensemen that actually aren't that good, aren't that important or valuable. Um, that's when the Sabres will then try to move rest Risto Linen. So, <laughs> like, going to what this caller said, or caller, <laughs> the guy who's signing the, the uh, you know, we're not at that level yet, we're not at that calls yet, but uh, the, <laughs> the guy sent the question, like you said, you know, he'll probably retire a Sabre and, um, We'll have to live with it and continue to continue to just roll our eyes and like, oh, there he is. There's Risto. You know, there was uh, – I forgot who was I told. Uh, it was the their last home game. I don't think it was – it was even their home game. I, I don't think it was the Islanders game. It was, it was one before that where uh, I, I told them that Risto made me angry 22 seconds into the game. And that was like <laughs> off, off that defensive zone draw, he just 
hammers it around the glass, not even looking, and it went out of play. And then, like, they did it again. They had to read the draw over again. He literally did the same thing a second time. So <laughs> it took 20 sec- 22 seconds for him to make me mad in that game. But uh, Well, funny enough, that's a pretty good segue into John Cozera's question. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs to lose their passport and get left in Sweden by the end of this trip? <laughs> As an aside, from last night, his favorite players when Risto smoked it down the ice from below the goal line for an icing when he seemingly had two other options to absolutely not do that. Uh, good I time, guys. That. I remember. I think that was uh, in the third period, too, when they were trying to – it yeah. was late in the third period, if I remember correctly. They were out there for a while, too. I yeah, I mean, just, he just, <laughs> just, around, just hammered it. <laughs> the classic Risto move is uh, – yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's – who realistically, if I'm gonna, <laughs> the crazy part is speaking of defensemen over there. Like I said before, that pair of McCabe and Rissanen haven't been good. If I'm gonna pick which one of the two has been worse, I'm gonna pick McCabe. <laughs> I, I think he's. I mean, I think we talked about our last podcast, the one where he smoked it, you know, across the ice like ten feet into Risto skates and it popped in the air, and then like the one game when he had two opportunities to get the puck out and then they come back and he continues to just make mistakes with passing the puck. He can't do it. Looks out of position a lot defensively. I mean, that, that pair is out of position defensively so much. Like the Capitals game, I forgot what goal, the second or the third yeah. one where like <laughs> McCabe comes over on the wrist line inside and then wrist line and somehow ends up at like the blue line. Like I, I don't, and then poor <laughs> Sam Reinhardt, who's like covering his man, is the closest to the guy that's open that's not his man. Everyone's like, oh, Reinhardt didn't get there. Well, like, that's not Reinhardt's guy. Like, he's covering the point man, and Brana is just sitting in front of the net where the def- one defense in the corner, one's at the blue line. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just they, they have those situations now more and more where they're just. You think position- maybe that's why uh, Kruger has made, lets uh, some people sit out of the, <laughs> the video sessions? Maybe. maybe. Reinhardt's not yelling at <laughs> the line and saying. <laughs> Get all this shit from you guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> Love your own damn guys. Right. I mean, it's like the swung to Tedder. I'm like, oh, Reinhardt misses go high. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's not his guy. Like, he's, 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 he was the almost literally the only guy on the ice in position, <laughs> <laughs> like covering the right guy. And poor Sam Reinhardt. Although Sam Reinhardt hasn't played that well, I think, uh, part of the season, even though he's producing stuff. But I think I would, I'd kind of, I, I expected more from him in terms of an impact. But we'll say that still, for now. It's terrible. Still early, right? Same. He's a he's a habitual slow starter, but this year he has the points to go. But he's not performing well. So when he turns it around, you'll be double happy when he has right. The exactly. Exactly. And the numbers. <clears throat> All right. Believe it or not, like you said, short week, only two left. Uh, <laughs> this one's a tough one, but I I kind of get it because I said it was Swedish week. Unpainted, best Swedish rock band. Ask Darlene, uh, right? Yeah, I guess. Isn't like Darlene's brother a singer or something like that? Remember, I just when remember. started like he was sharing the, think his brother or something like the that. The rappers that made Gergenson a song. That was Lafia. Well, yeah, I know. I'm just saying <laughs> from it from over in Europe. That's all I remember. Right? Isn't I like did look a, up. Go ahead. There's a there's a band called the Helicopters with Hell being H E L L. So that's pretty funny. I'm always a a fan of a good play on words, so I'll go with them. I was gonna say, isn't like. Isn't like in Scandinavia, like death metal, like a big thing? Like, wasn't like Tony Ludman like a huge death metal guy? I mean, he didn't always finish, but like. Honestly, when I, go- <laughs> when I Googled it, it did say like heavy metal. So <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if that's correct. Yeah. So actually, yeah, you know what? I guess a, a play on the the passport question. Maybe they should do the opposite and find a couple more Swedish defensemen to give passports to. <laughs> there you go. And bring them back. Bring some Swede boys back with you. There you go. 
<laughs> can never have enough Swede boys. Alrighty, last one, Daniel Lehman. Swedish fish or Swedish meatballs? Oh, Swedish fish all day. Oof, I'm going Swedish meatball. What? You know, it's a it's a thing in, in our little group too. We have a uh, those crockpot meatballs, era. Yeah, crockpot meatballs. But uh, look at <laughs> food takes like are kind of like a. I don't know what the word is for me. They're kind of like a hot takey thing for me. You know, that that's kind of the like it all started with the donuts and the bagels thing. Like that's like, you know, I'm like, whatever. Anyways. And Skittles last week, someone yelled at me for going after Skittles, which I that still was funny. Said, I, don't you dare. <laughs> I, I will say when we came back from Halloween uh, trick or treating, uh, I went into my kid's uh, basket and I took all the Skittles. He had three bags of Skittles, took them <laughs> out and threw them in the garbage immediately. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. I did that. <laughs> staying true to the podcast i am right and like I'm, I'm living by my word but as i was saying uh if you don't enjoy swedish fish uh i think that you're a monster and there's probably something wrong with you because those are most some of the most delicious things that you'll ever eat and i don't think it's close like meatballs and sweet like i thought like this is gonna be like an, i saw this question i was like oh easy swedish fish so i'm kind of oof I'm a little disappointed going Swedish meatballs because I think the disrespect you're showing towards Swedish fish right now is really disappointing. Ready for this? I'm about to show more. I don't even think they're like a top five to ten choice for me. Like if I'm not looking at a shelf, like I'm not even going Swedish fish. I'm not even thinking Swedish fish. Are you just not like a gummy guy in general? Like gummy bears? Are they not your thing either? Yeah, no. <sighs> Actually, I saw. So going back to candy real quick, there was a uh, a what, I don't even really call it picture it was basically a meme that uh i enjoyed thoroughly and it said uh <laughs> my diet and it said october 31st was reese's pumpkins and november 1st was reese's christmas trees <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're the uh, you're the big um you're one of the big christmas starts november 1st and i couldn't disagree more like if you want if you want to get really hot takey right now on christmas say, quick now you're getting christmas. dangerous <laughs> 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 like, I, I know like Ben listen, Ben's gonna get mad at me too, Ben Nitz, and he's a big Christmas guy too. Like he wore Christmas socks to a Halloween party or something, but like like that's just just knock it off. Like you're you're disrespecting Thanksgiving, which is one of the best eating holidays of the year by going to Christmas immediately after Halloween. It's just Christmas does not begin until the day after Thanksgiving, and that's that should be written somewhere in law, because that's just the way it is. Like you're you're disrespecting Thanksgiving by going immediately to Christmas. It's so late this year. But I mean, let's be honest. You could literally eat anything you eat on Thanksgiving any day of the week if you really wanted to. Yeah, but it's not uh, the same. Don't don't Bill, don't do that. All right, it's not the same. Thanksgiving is just it's part of the holiday season. If you and want to do that, you can go ahead and Bill. If you want to go put, if you want to put a goddamn, if you want to put a goddamn tree in your house, no one's stopping you. Like in like July, you can go do that. Like it's ever hear of a holiday tree? If we're gonna <laughs> want to put some lights on it, and then we'll you know we'll go. Like I don't. Know. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna about to be like George Costanza's dad here and like pull out like Festivus on you and be that kind of guy. But you know, I just, I don't know. It's, I, I feel like this whole podcast is now ruined because people will be so focused on these Swedish fish and this Christmas talk at the end here, and nobody will care about the hockey talk before this. Because I feel like I feel like those are such music's already on the radio, baby. <sighs> it's disappointing. It's just built me to be like. <laughs> I feel like this has taken a dent into a relationship these last, you know, like couple of minutes here, like disrespecting Swedish fish. And then like, I mean, I knew the Christmas thing already and I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a big, like, don't even do it. Like, don't. 
it's a it's actually a big thing. It's actually it's torn apart our Snapchat group. It really is. It has. And <laughs> you I, got and people I'm, snapping Christmas jammies. <laughs> and you you've had me sided with the guy who I never sided with. Like that that's the kind of monster you've made me look like now. I know it's <laughs> it's the two of you versus everybody, which is yeah, it's strange. Terrible. Even in my own house, like hey man, you know, Christmas my wife to like like you're not doing it. The Christmas like spirit gets you through there. She tried to put up Christmas stuff the day before Thanksgiving. I almost lost my shit. Like. The day before, yeah, like I'm, I'm not having it. If you're gonna wait that long, you might as well just wait the extra day or two. But thank you, that's exactly my entire argument. Like, like <clears throat> don't like you've got this far, just wait one more day. Like you know. Hey man, <laughs> we had the, uh, the daylight savings yesterday. Today, I don't know. Yeah. I'm exhausted from it either way. Even though we got an hour. No, that's weird. Uh, like I was tired too this morning. Like I got an extra hour of sleep, and I'm like I'm I'm tired. That's kind of odd how that worked out. But yeah, I mean, we basically don't see the sun anymore. So yeah, it's true. Spirit is what gets me through. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> a good point. Go to work, it's dark. Come home, it's dark. The whole world is dark. Sabers are losing. <laughs> the Christmas tree is the only light. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In our lives. <laughs> and the Sabers are winning, losing nine to ten. You look over to the bright Christmas tree and go, oh, there's a light in my life. I still got you, Santa. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, good. Uh. All right, let's put a put a wrap on this bad boy. So we'll get into the spiel here. So make sure you are following us on Twitter at BTB Hockey. You can follow me on Twitter at CMD Dimenezes. Bill at Bill Shockey. Mr. Chandra, who is not here, but hopefully be back soon with us uh, at Chandra Sports because he's still part of this family. And make sure you are rate, share, following, subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Pretty much anywhere you can get your podcast, we are there too. Uh, if there is somewhere that you do listen to a podcast and ours isn't there, let us know and we'll get it there because we like to make life convenient to listen to us. And you know, we enjoy when you listen, and hopefully, you enjoy when you listen too. So, let's make your lives easier. So, if there is somewhere, send us a send well, Bill a reply, and we'll try to get that working for you if we're not there. Dive of the Blade, make sure you're checking out Dive of the Blade for the excellent Sabres content, and also you'll find our podcast there as well. I think that's it. Uh, Sweden week. We're going overseas. Uh, the Sabres wore some cool orange glasses. It was like Ralph Kruger probably found that are supposed to eliminate or lowen or lowen reduce <laughs> the possibility of jet lag. So they have their super cool space orange glasses that they're wearing apparently on the plane today. So that's good to see. Um, they brought the Swedish prince with them in Lawrence Pilot, so we'll see if he ends up getting games, but I doubt it. But we'll see how that goes. So Tampa Bay twice, afternoon Friday and Saturday games. Uh, I'm sure people won't enjoy that 1 o'clock Friday game because most of the people will be at work. Yeah. So that'll be a bummer, but you know, what are you can do? You're overseas. So hopefully the Sabres kind of turn it around. They kind of get some things going here because you know I, I don't enjoy looking at the pessimistic or uh-oh stats so hopefully we get some winning here again we get some secondary scoring the passing comes back Darlene finds some life Jack Eichel stops running the puck over at the offensive blue line and things had to go better for the Sabres Bill so that that's one of these years Bill and I would like to do a full season talking about a good team like is that too much to ask we're on like year four here I think and you know, I see at this point I've been writing I... for like seven years and I haven't covered a good team yet like <laughs> give me a good team let me do it like let me try I would just love to talk about adding players in a trade. Right. <laughs> right. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Instead of, oh, who can we trade whoever to? 
I don't know. <laughs> Can't wait for a fifth round pick for Scandella. Yeah. Will someone, will someone take a fourth for BC? Can we get that third rounder back when he has two goals in February? Oh, boy. There's a point. Tyler Toffoli. <laughs> Tyler Toffoli. Let's get it in now. That'd be nice. Tyler Toffoli, trade for Eric Sinek. Now we're good. Winnipeg. Try. I don't know. Yeah, how have they not made a trade yet? Winnipeg. I don't know. Winnipeg's like, I don't know. Like it's a whole Winnipeg here thing, but they have some interesting stuff going on there. Like their captain's talking about like they shouldn't be giving up goals like in the NHL level like they are now. And Paul Maurice is playing Patrick Laine on the second power play unit, not the top one. Like so, like he's barely getting any power play time. And I don't know what the hell's going on there in Winnipeg, but it's crazy. Hey, Real quick, teams in despair. Uh, I tweeted out over the week that DeBoer was calling the San Jose Sharks soft. So, no, they gotta fire that guy. I, I mean, gonna say, he'll be fired within the next month or so. Yeah, they, that guy's gotta go because that team is. I watched that. I watched a lot of that game against Vancouver, and like they were, they were heavily outplayed. I mean, Marty Jones isn't good, but they just don't look like a good team, anyways. So that's and for a team that has such a small window. Like you, you gotta uh-huh. to figure that out. With the top defenseman too. Can't let right. that happen. Michelle. All right. So that'll be it for this week. Uh, we'll be back with you next week after the two games in Sweden. We'll see what kind of mood we're in. Hopefully a better one or more optimistic one at least than this one. So for Chad and Bill, we're out of here. Enjoy the rest of the week and we will talk to you next week. See ya. I'm Sweden.